The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Okay, so let's get to our first guest this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, you might remember, um, because we talked about it on the show and had Transportation Minister Brian Mason on the show, he announced in October the province was taking uh, back driver's license road testing from the private sector. Now, with a March 1st deadline looming, Alberta's driver examiners are threatening to walk off the job tomorrow mm-hmm. if the provincial government doesn't meet their demands ahead of the deprivation of their industry. There you go. Uh, Peter, uh, Pete Llewellyn, Executive Director of the Certified Driver Examiner- Examiners Association, joins us on the phone. Hey, Pete, thanks for taking the time to do this. Okay, well, thank you for having us. You know, I have to ask, because uh, I don't want you to get the wrong impression of me that, uh, you know, that uh, we're not going to get along. But uh, before we get into what's happening with the province and what your negotiations have been and what your action is planned to be, is there some aspect of this that is self-inflicted for the examiners out there? Because there was a reason that the province decided to take driver examinations back over again. Yeah, we understand the the reasons why that has all occurred. But if you try to just read between the lines that that there was a, a lack of oversight by the government. That is really what it really all boils down to. There was a Auditor General report in 96 that outlined this. The minister did his own report, the Tannis report. They had consultations, and every one of those said that the government didn't do their job. So wait a second, Pete, and not to, I don't want to stay on this point because I do want to hear about how negotiations have gone, but basically what I heard you just say is, we as examiners would have behaved better had the government kept a closer eye on us. I, I don't believe that that, that, that is what, what I'm telling you, okay? What I'm telling you is, is that, that, like with any industry, there are good people and there are people that, that bend the rules, okay? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter whether you're a police force, a fire department, there's always some bad eggs. But if you don't take care of those bad eggs, then the whole industry gets blamed for the same thing. You know, You know, we've all heard the lawyers' jokes, okay? Mm-hmm. Does that mean every lawyer is a cheat? No, anything but. And so you sit there and you say, you know, I've got a, a newsletter here, or a, an update from the minister basically saying that, that the vast majority of, these are his words, the vast or from his department, the vast majority of examiners are good, hardworking people. Okay, fair enough. So, Pete, give us an idea then. Um, did you, sorry, um, did you want to ask him more? No, no, on that? Go ahead. Okay, no. Yeah. So, Pete, I just want to get to what's what's happening in this, this, this threat to walk off the job. Since this announcement was made in October that the province was taking back the, uh, the road testing, what has the process been between, and the consultation and talk process, whatever it's been, between um, your organization, the, the driver examiners, and, and the province? What kind of communication has there been? Very poor at best. Uh, we wrote the minister on three different occasions, and it was only after that we threatened that we were going to do court action that he decided to meet with us. And how'd that and, meeting and go? How'd that meeting go? Not very well. It's, uh, obviously, we're, we're at this stage now. Um, we sat down with the minister and uh, the deputy minister and the executive director and his uh, office manager. And for some reason, they had a hard time understanding that we were actually businesses. Mm. Yet 
we're vast majority of examiners are limited companies. We, for the last 25 years for myself, the government had no problem taking my corporate taxes. Okay, so Pete, what you're saying is, there, because there's two arguments here, or two problems here. One is that you want, I'm sure, the examiners all to land jobs. You don't want them to be unemployed as a result of deprivatization. But the no, other no, would... no. We, we have told all our members to go for the interviews and take the job. Okay, you but the other, the other argument, Pete, I, or problem, I would assume, is the fact that those individuals who owned businesses... Uh, who employed those same drivers, those examiners, that you would like them to be compensated because they're now going to lose their business? Well, we've asked for two different things, uh, three things in, a, in our demand letter, okay, to the, to the government. And that's where it reached, where we had to hire a lawyer to send off a letter to the government because uh, negotiation had reached a standstill. And as a direct result of that, we've now up the up the ante because they just uh, fail to recognize that we are a business and that we're entitled to compensation there are many many cases where government policies have changed and uh, the people as a direct result have been compensated we have no if, if if this is their plan of repatriation that is moving forward okay so i guess the most famous example of that would be four and a half billion dollars for a pipeline that is a prime example of the milk producers. Probably the biggest one is the Nahani uh, National Park. Hmm. Okay. Up in Northwest so there Earth, is precedent for this sort of thing, obviously. Oh, definitely there is, okay? And, and you know, if, if litigation is where it ends, what the walkout is really about is bring the government back to the table. Come back to the table. Make us an offer. We sat down. I've written letters to different government officials. Those government officials write back and tell us no compensation. Hmm. We finally meet with the minister, and we don't get any answers. So what, as a business owner, if you were a business owner, what would be your next step? I, I get any you, small Pete. small business owner. Yeah, listen, I'm to some extent playing devil's advocate here, but you really, in my mind, all the province has to do is wait you out. Because oh. March 1st, they take it over. Exactly, they can. But it doesn't stop the lawsuit from occurring. Mm -hmm. What we're trying to do is have, to have the public understand what is truly going on here. We're moving from a Cadillac service that people can get their road tests and, and then just phone any major city in Canada and you'll see where we are within six months to a year with waits that are four to six weeks long. Looking at uh, some of your concerns regarding pay, uh, when you're looking at the, the transition from, you know, private to, you know, under the, the government, what are some of the, the numbers that you're thinking might happen as far as um, the amount of, uh, of, of salary, amount of money that people will be bringing home, that your examiners will be bringing home? How much of a difference? Well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way, okay? We know that the pay will go down, okay? But on the other hand, when you sit in a meeting, two meetings I sat in with the executive director, okay? And he gave us a figure. And then when they turn around and offer you $20,000 less than that figure, I feel that they're balancing their books on the backs of examiners in this province. $20,000 less was the offer. You're talking $20,000 less for an annual salary for an examiner? No, what we're, I'm talking about is 
most examiners will take at least a 50% cut, okay, mm-hmm. in their salaries. But the government had offered us seventy to 80000 okay, plus benefits. Then when they started the interview process, they turned around and reduced that down to 53000 to 67000 mm. Hmm. And Peter, I have to ask, I'm curious, there's estimated 146 examiners currently working in the province. How many of them does your organization represent? And how many of them do you expect to walk off the job tomorrow? Well, when you look at 146, there's probably about 20 of them that are what we call in the industrial certification program, Mm -hmm. 15 to 20. I don't know the exact number. And those are people who, um, like the city of Calgary has some, Edmonton Transit, there's different ones there where they test their own people. Mm-hmm. Only so those ones are kind of eliminated out. Then you're down to some people only work part time, so some of them will drop out. Um, we have about a hundred members. Uh, we we are hearing numbers about eighty percent participation. And is it for sure going to go ahead tomorrow, Pete? Uh, we're waiting on the word from the government. They're supposed to get back to our our, our lawyers today. Uh, end of business day. If uh, they get back to our uh, to our lawyers and tell us that they want to sit down and negotiate, and we're happy to negotiate. Okay, all we're asking for is fair market value for our for our companies. Okay, uh, although Minister value. Mason will argue that the salary that they've offered you're talking again of compensation for your companies and that's another issue the salary that they've offered is uh, comparative uh, comparable or better than most provinces in canada yeah he could he, he's probably very correct on that okay but that doesn't mean that that uh how do i word this in that there's many other factors that go into that, okay? Mm-hmm. Not just comparing the apples to apples and oranges to oranges. Alberta is a is a, a place where it costs more to live. Sure. And so why would I take, you know, we have members who have mortgages, have car loans, and it was based on a certain salary they were making only to find out that I can't afford to live in that house any longer. Uh, we have members who say, I can't afford to take that job from the government. Yes, some members are forced into it, but they'll be looking for other work when they can. But Pete, that's... Fortunately for the government, yeah, is that the economy is running very slow right now, and that it's hard to find other work. Fair compensation to the individuals, the company owners, is not going to translate into any better situation for the examiners regardless, though. No, but uh, what it does translate into is the hard work that many people have put into their businesses. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that will give them something. Maybe they can pay down their mortgage. Maybe they can pay off their car, you know, depending on what it is. For some people, it's um, it's part of their, their package of re- retirement. I got gotcha. you. Okay, Pete, uh, so we'll have to see. You know, the other thing, I, I, listen, I'm sorry, my mind just works in funny ways. Yeah. Because you're not a union, because you're an association, yeah. if everyone walks off the job tomorrow, but one outlet decides to stay open, they're going to make yeah. a fortune. <laughs> well, the other examiner can only do so many tests in a day. Right. So, and, you know, we have some of our members who I've, I've talked to, I 
I've talked to a single mother with two with two uh, high school girls, and she told me she can't afford to do it. And I said, well, I completely understand that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask anybody to put themselves into financial difficulties over 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 something like this that that I emphasize with people who who have bills to pay. Like we're not we're not uh, going to go totally bonkers on on any individual for 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 making a decision that they have to put food on their table. For sure, Pete. Uh, do you, um, do, yeah. Sorry, do, do you know, go ahead, Andrew. No, no, you go ahead. I'm I'm curious, uh, Pete. Do you know of have you you know firsthand accounts of folks who are not going to go work for the province who said I can't do it? Oh, you're talking to one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not doing it. No, I'm not doing it. You got to have uh, <laughs> you got to have some respect for the people that you work for. For sure. Pete, before we let you go, and this is uh, Pete Llewellyn, the executive director of the Certified Driver Examination, Examination Examiners Association. My apologies. I just want to ask you, is there anything that we should have asked you? Is there any other piece of information you wanted to get out there for regular Albertans to know before we let you go? Well, I think that Alberta should know is that, yes, Mr. Mason had a survey and that Albertans got to um, respond to that survey. But you know, when you ask a question, are, are you in favor of having lower road test fees? How many people would answer, no, I want higher ones? You know, when you ask questions that already have, have an answer to it, it would be like me asking you, would you like lower um, income taxes? Would you say yes or no to that question? And that's for the type of questions that were on the, exam, on the government survey. So when the government says, well, we have a survey, and I'm sitting there, I just sit there and cringe and say, yeah, you had a survey all right. And so there's that part of it. The other part of it is is that the government says that they're going to lower the fees. You know, on the average, okay, the, the average cost of a, of a Class 5 basic road test in this province, okay, is around uh, 90 to to $100, okay? Mm-hmm. The government's putting it down to, or is coming in at 78. We are still going to be the highest in Alberta, in Canada, I mean. $78 is what they're going to charge. And when you look at some of their other fees, like a Class 2 and a Class 3, they both take an hour to do, but they're $14 difference in price. I have no idea if, if, if it's on a time basis, it should be the same price. I, I think, Pete, and then we'll let you go. I, honestly, I don't think the driving force behind this for most Albertans was the cost of fees. And I don't think most Albertans said, we need to deprivatize this to save money on testing. I think most Albertans were concerned um, that there was corruption among examiners, that they weren't examining properly, and that there was too many bad drivers on the road. Well, I, I, I disagree with you strongly on that. If you take a look at uh, where we sit with the accidents per 100,000 in Canada, we are in the bottom part of that of that graph. Okay. Well, then, compared Pete, we, to other drivers across Canada, and that's by the Insurance Bureau of Canada. Fair enough, Pete. We shall agree to disagree. I do appreciate. We do appreciate you taking the time this afternoon. We hope you gave you uh, a fair forum to uh, to express your concerns. Well, I think that you're fair enough. I understand the side that <laughs> that you support, but I I think on the other hand. If there was as bad as the as the government says it was, why did it take the minister three and a half years to do something? Pete Llewellyn joining us this afternoon, the executive director of the Certified Drivers Examiners Association. Pete, thanks for this.
Thank you. Okay, take care, and we'll be uh, listening to hear what uh, the minister does uh, by the end of business hours today. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.